Bailey Williams here. Welcome to Eagle Nation Waffle Wrap. Well, welcome, Dan. Uh, that was uh, Bailey Williams at the start of the show there. I had a bit of a chat with him at the ground. Um, this is our first Waffle solo show for the season. It's called the Waffle Wrap. So we'll be doing this once a week, hopefully. Um, let's just touch base. Uh, Perth ran out winners, uh, 16 goals, 12, 108 to the Eagles, 15 goals, 5.95. And it was a very hot day there. It was very humid. Um, did you get to see it on the live live feed? Yeah, I did. It was actually great. I um, I really did miss it because obviously COVID messed the waffle up a lot and we didn't even have our waffle squad in 2020. So it was great to have them back. And the results, you want to see a hard game, but the results are a little bit irrelative. And it's it's funny having that waffle team because you're watching individual brilliance. You're looking for the individual players to perform. You're not looking for a team performance, which if it was an AFL squad... You, you, it has to be a team performance. You know what I mean? Otherwise, it'll be deplorable. Um, so that's the only thing that hurts them, I think, a little bit being in the waffle is the fact it won't be ever a team-orientated game. You know, it's like they all want to be selectors. They've all got to perform their best, you know? Where, like, uh, in a team, you sacrifice your own numbers sometimes, go back, or you do one percenters that don't look great but help the team, where I don't think you'll see that. It was pleasing to watch that they were trying to stick to the game plan of the AFL side, even though when they were down a bit, they were sticking to the plan, and that was a pleasing thing. Um, when I got to the ground, um, I had my media pass and I was trying to get in everywhere. Uh, the Eagles, I got into the change rooms uh, where they warm up, and I was in there for a while, and um, I was videoing up. I thought I was videoing it and I thought I had some good footage there to put up on the, the web page and all that and only to realise I forgot to press record. So I thought, oh, well, we're off to a bad start. <laughs> but they come out and, uh, you know, Perth got off to a pretty good start. I think they kicked the first three goals before we even got a score on the board. But once um, that first quarter get, got going, uh, the Eagles piled them on. I think they ended up with seven goals in the first quarter. No. What was it? Well, I think it might um, – we did kick seven straight, and I think it was, I think, 40. Yeah, seven goals 32. straight to five goals, two in the yeah. first quarter. So it was really good to see how they gelled. And um, like you said, um, it was good to see how they they all out there to get the best stats they can and to get play the best game yeah. they can individually. But they did, they did sort of like stick to that game plan. Um, we'll go through – uh, the goals for Eagles and Perth. Uh, we'll go with the Perth teams and they won. Connor McPartland got three. Marshall Jones, two. Fraser McGuinness, he got the first two goals of the game and then injured his shoulder, so he's out for three weeks. Uh, Dougal Langlands, two, and then they had seven players kick a goal each. Eagles, Isaiah Winder, he was on fire. He kicked five goals. Vardy kicked four and had 35 hitouts. That was really pleasing to watch him actually play really good. And... Um, the guys must love him down at Waffle level because they were getting around him all the time. I don't know what it's like out there. Um, Waterman got two, and then there was three guys at the top up players. Kubernitsky got two, Kieran Hug one, and even Hansen one. So there was plenty of goals kicked around, and it was an it was a very enjoying game to watch for a Waffle game, and it was a very high standard. Yeah, very much so. And um, Vardy definitely responded, being dropped. Um, I hope they don't rush him in on one game. I don't, I don't think they will. When you drop. Yeah, you kind of need those couple of games to get the confidence back. Like, he needs to perform like that uh, again. 
Because, yeah. you know, you can pull that out of the box now and again, just have a great game. But Winder, I'll tell you what, 18 disposals, he kicked it 12 times and five goals and chucking a couple tackles as well. I think Petroselli and um, Jones might be a bit worried watching that. He might come in and uh, sneak in and take their place. Um, it was a great performance by him because um, he kicked the five goals, which don't get me wrong, that's what you want from your small forwards. But then when you looked at his numbers, he got a lot of the ball as well, you know what I mean? Um, that was great. And um, I just loved our midfield. Um, well, get into depth a bit more, but you had O'Neill, 31 disposals. You had True, 24 disposals. Foley had them, 24 disposals. Ainsworth them, also had 24. Both those guys you mentioned first had 16 handballs each. That was the pleasing thing. They were getting in and under yeah. and giving it out to the runners. So it was very good to see both of them do that, especially yeah, O'Neill. And so, I see. I, um, yeah, they did get a lot of handballs, but I love the kicking. So yeah. O'Neill had 15 kicks. Foley actually, for his 24 disposals, went by foot 20 times. So he's obviously the one that's floating back or on a wing more. Um, you know what Foley yeah, reminds me of? Foley reminds me of Shannon Hearn. Shannon Hearn, yeah. Yep. Good he, hard player. He, he was playing out the back of the – when he was in the guts, he was playing as a defensive mid. And um, just the way he kicks the ball and, I don't know, maybe it's the build of his body and the way he takes it. Just yeah. had so many uh, traits of Shannon Hearn. Uh, like you said, uh, I thought Wiverton and Edwards did pretty good for us down back. Yeah. And a couple of the top-up players for the Eagles, we'll just mention them. Hammer Brayshaw, the captain, he had a good game. Oh, great game. You know, uh, you know, it's a bit unlucky he's not in the senior side anymore, but, you know, he played a great game, and that's probably why he's a captain down there. Um, Lennon Marlin, 21 possessions down back. He did really good, I thought. I know him pretty well. I worked with him, so I had to give him a good mention because I actually followed his game closely, and I thought he did pretty good. They moved him up forward in the last quarter. And Jordan Busher. Um, 17 positions as well. He did a lot. Yeah. Ruck. Did a lot. That was ruck. it. Went with Adam Vardy. He did really well. Um, yeah, Brayshaw definitely. But he was the only real solid body in the midfield. Other than that, it was all our kids. And I'm not saying that as a negative. It was a very positive thing watching this game and seeing all our young mids get those numbers. I think uh, Edwards even had 18, but he was playing a bit more in the back. Yeah, 16, um, 16 down the back. 16, yeah. So... Yeah. It was just such a promising sign. And we have, you know, we haven't in the past just focused on the midfield with our draft pick. But the last couple of years, I'd say we definitely have. And you've got Ainsworth that was picked up three years ago. You've got Folio Neal a couple of years ago. And then you've got True coming in this year, you know. Um, and it's great. They, they held it down on their own. Because as we said, Hammer Brayshaw was the only other player not on our list and a mature body that was in that midfield. And I couldn't get the clearance numbers. I, it's funny because, you know me, I love my stats, but I found it hard actually getting clearance numbers. But it did seem like O'Neill uh, was getting a lot of decent clearances. Now, I've got foot. the clearance numbers here. I'll quickly have a look if it uploads. So, uh, how many did O'Neill get? Uh, I didn't get the individuals. And I haven't actually I haven't got the... Uh... Yeah. I, I, no, I haven't got them as well, numbers. so... I did have him yesterday, but I can't find him, so it doesn't say. Yeah, anything. I had the same pro- problem was that, like, watching the game, you could tell they wanted, but I wanted to get the exact number out for our listeners. But, yeah, they, they did it by themselves. Might have to get on the champion data and get their subscription going again just for those <laughs> things. Um, yeah. look, I'm going to brief. going to ask you a few questions, but 
about the Eagles uh, waffle and going forward, but I just want to briefly touch on uh, Perth. They, they, they were the better team over four quarters, I thought, and more evenness across the board. They're better players where uh, Marson, well, it's funny, you look at them, the two best on the ground were Marson and yeah. Gray, uh, 29 yeah. and 27 touches each. Josh Miff, he's played a bit of AFL before. Jacob, Jacob Canelio, that's uh, Stephen Canelio's brother, he had 21, and their captain Sinclair, and he had 15 touches but he was everywhere. He put the uh, – you always get the shepherds and all that that you don't get the uh, yeah. stats for. And he, he, he was pretty good for Perth. And they've got a few good big – they've got some big nuggets down forward, big boys, uh, big bodies. And the, the young ruckman, Baldwin Wright, he's a big park boy. He's only a young guy, but he did all right. He got a hit uh, – I think he had 18 hitouts against Vardy, so you know he's coming up against Vardy, who's played in the Waffle. Callum Jamison Jamison sort of like didn't get much, dropped a few marks. Confidence. He almost had an almost kind of game, but he's definitely a um, a work in progress. He 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 tried to take the game on, which you like, like he did jump for marks, but as you said, he just didn't manage to really pluck any. so that's it. Just, Waterman got his two, so well, he's only say, time. He, he's not coming in. He needs game. How, how did you how did you see his game? Because um, he's he was coming off quite a bit, and he was I was sitting on the bench, so I was at ground level there, and it sounded like he was a bit yeah. um angry with the delivery going to him. It probably wasn't in the yeah. right spots, and but you know he's got to work harder on that himself. Um, yeah, seemed a bit preoccupied with other things, but. Yeah, like you said, I think as his first game back in the waffle and yeah. first game for this season, so pre-season. So, yeah. um, well, he didn't, he didn't come back. on to the 25-minute mark yep. of the first quarter, so he's definitely managed. So you know that they're not rushing him into the AFL squad. It is a work in progress with many. He's obviously got these managed minutes. Um, I'll tell you what, though. You touched on the Perth boys and Eagles. You've got McGuinness, who we talked on, that was injured as well. They did have a lot of ex-Eagles with Josh Smith, with Brady Gray, with Maston, with McGuinness. They had about four of them, didn't they? All yeah. ex-Eagles, which was funny. And watching Maston play, man, I was like, man, I miss that guy. Like, he would have come in so handy last year when we had all his injuries in the midfield just to have one extra senior mid in there, you know? Like, well, our second stint on the Gold Coasts, you know, we'll die for just one more mature body in that midfield, I found. Well, the red leg fans, as they want to call themselves, they are pretty vocal and they'll be happy with what they saw on the weekend. And they should probably play in the finals uh, this year again. Um, these are a couple of questions here for you now. So what we'll basically talk about now is we'll talk about the Eagles guys that are playing the waffle. Um, with Luke Shuey going out, um, it's probably 21 days, unless it's a very minor one. But you'd say it's three weeks. Um, the common thing would be to probably bring O'Neill back in after that game. Yeah. Um, yeah. But can you mount a case for Luke uh, for Zane True? Uh, well, if I was, if this was in the court and I was his lawyer, you could definitely argue your case. Um, I don't see it happening. I think. He had a lot of handballers. I don't think they're looking for an in-and-under kind of player. They're looking for a, um, more a runner. O'Neill, I, I would argue he had the better game. I feel like he had more clearances, and he kicked a lot more. O'Neill's more outside than he is inside, where Zane's more of an inside um, player. Yeah, but he he didn't play those games. Uh, he played in the centre square. Like, he didn't play much on the outside. That's what yep. surprised me, and that's why I liked his clearances. But they could. 
go a bit left of field, you know. They could actually bring in, try to force someone else into the midfield because I think Sheed on the weekend played a bit more up forward. Yeah. Um, this way had a bit lower numbers and bring in a window. You know what I mean? So bring in a small forward and push another player up into the midfield or just adjust the midfield times, you know what I mean? Because um, well, I think if you if you ask me who the two front runners are, I would have O'Neill if they're going for the pure mid. Yep. If they want to change it up a bit, I'd bring in Winder after his five goals, eight in disposal game. So you wouldn't drop um, a Jones or a Petrocelli back? Yeah, um, I, <laughs> I'm already cutting them off. But, yeah, I would personally, but I was just to replace Shuey. Yeah. Um, yeah, so if it was just to replace Shuey, they're the two friends. But, so, yeah, I would like to bring them both in, to be honest, bring in O'Neill for Shuey. And, um, sadly, I think Jones just didn't have as much impact as Petrosalli, which is saying a lot because Petrosalli didn't impact the game, especially in the second half. He didn't do much at all in the second half. It's weird. It's weird. Um, it's weird with our small forwards. Um, like Cripps was there in the start, and uh, Cripps. It's either yeah. one of you. Always got two of them that are on, and two of them that are off. And I suppose yeah. as Eagles fans, we're probably expecting a lot more from all of them. Um, yeah. You know, like if they all got one goal each, would be great. Um, with that sub thing, I can see probably Langdon falling back and playing yeah. in the waffle. And um, that's where I think they might start flirting with that floating rotation of the small small forward. That will be the um, the sub, and that's where some of these players might get get given a go. Like yourself, I wouldn't be taking anyone else up, even though Barty was very impressive. I'd like to see him do it a lot more. Um, yeah, get some consistency. I know this is a wobble show, but we don't really want to dwell too much on the AFL side of thing. But he'd have to do a few of those to get back in, especially with the way Oscar plays. And um, yep. look, um, I think it was a pretty good hit out for the Eagles' first round at the waffle down at uh, it was at Left Lane, so it was they know the ground pretty well. Um, it was a hot day, like I said, and they kept going. And it was only in the last ten minutes where Perth got on top of them and pretty pretty much iced them. Um, I just implore all Eagles fans, if they can, get the down to the waffle to get down and have a look because some of these young guys that we've got playing for us, this is where you're going to see them more. And um, like you said, you got the true you got Foley, Ainsworth, Bubba Ainsworth, you know. He played really Oh, he good. had a brilliant game, didn't he? Yeah. He's not, there's not much of him. Uh, I was standing next to him. I was going, oh, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Uh, <laughs> still a very skinny boy. I asked Bailey Williams exactly how long he is. He said he's back full training this week. Yep. And he'll be pushing for a game this week. So it depends on the sports scientists. And uh, young Jezza Cameron is still two weeks away with the AP, but he said he's on top of it. He didn't have to have surgery. And they are all hoping Yoey's back sooner than later as well, but I couldn't get anything out of him. Um, but they're the two guys that are up next that'll come that'll come into the waffle side. And it's going to be good to see how Bailey Williams go because Vardy's going to have to really play good to keep Williams taking over the number one rock spot. I agree because uh, his development, Williams, is so far past Jamison. You know what I mean? So yeah. he's the one that will be vying for that spot with Vardy. Um, and, but what you said is go down, watch them play. It, it was amazing. It has been so long because off air, you and I had a debate or no, whatever you want to call it, about which one we would pick O'Neill and True. And I sat back and I love that. It's How long has it been since you've, we've sat back and seen the depth of youth in the midfield? 
We've always had good young players, but a lot of backs and then forwards as well. You know what I mean? With Foster out on the brand with Waterman, with Rioli, you know, then back you've got the Duggins, you've got the Nelsons, you've got the Coles, you know, you've got the Rothams. So we've always had that depth. But now to be sit back and talk about all these young kids in the midfield performing, you've got to see that yourself. It was amazing to see, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good. And um, like I said, I said it. If you can, get down there and watch them. Eagles play West Perth next week at Jindal up on Saturday. Uh, West Perth are coming off a loss from 21 points to South Fremantle. So it's going to be a good game up there. It can be very windy. So uh, I think the ground size will suit the, all the, uh, the Eagles AFL listed players. And it's going to be interesting to see how some of these top-up players go because uh, some of them uh, used to be amateurs and some of them are from XR Waffle Clubs. So... It's going to be a good little season there for the Eagles, and if they push the, uh, if they push teams like they did with Perth, they're going to be just about near around fifth, fourth or fifth, I reckon, on the ladder. Um, it's going to change every week due to the seniors and all that, so that's the only difference. But it's going to be an interesting time, and it's good to see the Eagles back in the wobble. Yeah, it's great to see. Love watching it. Can't wait for next week. All right, well, we'll end it now. Um, we're going to try and do this once a week um, as a standalone show. Hopefully you guys uh, like it. Send in your reviews. Uh, send in some messages. We'll upload these on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we'll put them out in all the leading podcast apps and just, yeah, just keep going and let us know how we go. Thanks for joining us, Dan, man. No worries, mate. My pleasure. All right, Eagles next week. Let's hope. <laughs> go, Eagles. Built. We crossed the